Coming up on The Cody Willard Show, the Trump administration's attempt at $100 billion in tax cuts, Facebook raising red flags over the midterm elections, and the outlook for Twitter, Netflix, and other high-flying tech stocks. The Cody Willard Show is brought to you by TradingWithCody.com. How many times did we say Cody in the beginning? What was that movie that Eddie Murphy did? It's Harlem Nights, I think it was, with... uh... He was executive producer, director, producer, starring, writer. At the end of the movie, it was like 20 names of Eddie Murphy's name in a row. Speaking of names, Chris McHugh, my executive producer, here to join me as always. Thanks so much for being here, Chris. Of course, my friend. What do we got today? Trump administration officials are floating the idea that President Trump could go to around Congress and cut taxes on his own. The goal would be to adjust taxes on capital gains for inflation, the goal is $100 billion in tax cuts. What say you, Cody? Look, you know, number one, I guess it's not technically Trump that's going to try to bypass Congress. It's the Treasury Department under Trump's administration, which I get. Okay, so it's all the same thing. So, yes, that's. let's just step back. Capital gains taxes is what happens when you own something, typically for a while, and it goes up a bunch. So if you bought something, so here are the people that are trying to sell this to you as a main Main Street uh, working class tax cut. They'll say, well, people who bought something at ten thousand and are selling it at fifty thousand uh, dollars won't have to pay as much in taxes because typically what you would do is you take the 10,000 from the 50,000, therefore you have $40,000 in profits and that's how you, that's what you pay taxes on, what you paid versus what you sold it for. So that's the problem is that that's not really who this is gonna be about. It's not a 10,000 to $60,000 investment. This is going to help multi-millionaires, hundred millionaires, billionaires, and especially giant corporations who invest in something for $10 million and sell it for a hundred million or a billion dollars. And what they're going to do is what they're, what they, what this balloon was floated is trying to do. What they say they want to do is add inflation costs to what your actual price was. So that if the re there's the logic being that if inflation was 10% per year, and your asset went up 10% per year, you're actually no better off. The problem with all of this is that who's measuring inflation? Where are those numbers gonna come from? You're gonna end up with two government measures, measurements of inflation. One will be the official, uh, what they're measuring when they ISM and, and looking at the economic numbers and what the actual prices paid for producers, for consumers are. And they're going to try to keep that number as low as possible as they measure it. And they'll do as many exemptions and tricks to measuring that stuff to keep those numbers low to tell everybody that, look, inflation is low. But on the other hand, they're going to have a different inflation number that they will use for capital gains taxes for corporations and billionaires. So what this is, is a yet again, a targeted tax trick for wealthy people. Now, before we pretend that the Democrats would be any better, it's incredible the hypocrisy 
to listen to any Democrat sit up there today and talk about this being yet another giveaway to giant corporations and welfare when every single bill that Pelosi or, or Obama or anyone else has ever passed has exactly been a giveaway to giant corporations and the wealthy. The Democrats have never done anything for poor people or the middle class either. It's all been targeted tax tricks for wealthy and giant corporations. Obamacare was a giveaway to giant healthcare corporations. I've got a simple solution for all of this. Look, if you Republicans and Democrats, the Republican Democrat regime want to do targeted tax cuts, you have to simultaneously cut subsidies and welfare programs for that same sector. So if you're going to cut taxes for people who have lots of capital gains and lots of wealth and billionaires and giant corporations, you have to cut just as much pork subsidies, targeted welfare for those same sectors if you're going to give them a tax cut. The further you give subsidies and welfare to these giant corporations and billionaires and simultaneously cut their tax obligations, you're going to gut out the middle class in rural America. And that's exactly what's been happening for a long time. I think I've been going on this for way too long. None of the final question is this, if none of this has to go through Congress anymore, then are we just, are we already stepping towards a complete dictatorship? Because is one administration going to be able to decide what the tax code is? Is that what our country is supposed to be about? Chris, back to you. All right, Cody. So it's really interesting as you open the paper, if you will, uh, every morning or in this day and age, look at websites on your phone or your computer and see what's above the fold, as they used to say in newspaper business, what they're uh, highlighting. So we took a screenshot to Fox, CNN, MSNBC, Reuters, and the AP. And let's take a look this morning, if you woke up around 9 a.m. Eastern, what you would be seeing on those sites. So here we got the AP. Pope charges death penalty teaching is, he changes that death penalty teaching. It's now inadmissible. I don't even know how you would interpret that headline. Maybe they're trying to get you to click through and actually read what it says, because that headline is completely garbled. But let's see what the next headline is. Here we got Reuters, Reuters. next. Reuters, a ride with Lakota to mark treaty anniversary, a, a ride with the Lakota to mark treaty anniversary. That's an interesting headline, not something mainstream. I don't think any other headline, any other news, mainstream news is going to have that as their lead article. Great picture too, that's beautiful. And as we move over to the left, we got MSNBC. What's this left? Don't you try to frame things left and right. We can call it so-called left because the MSNBC, CNN, Democrat side of the Republican Democrat regime propaganda machine is certainly not left, as I just talked about. It is very, very right compared to what liberal percept, what, what the hell? I don't even know. None of this liberal left, right stuff makes any sense. Here's the headline. Mueller's prosecutors may save Gates for second Manafort trial. Oh, so we're going to, look, let's distract ourselves with uh, Manafort and all of this stuff. I don't know, kids are starving and people are being shot. Next headline. Uh, before we move on to that, Cody, just look at the difference in the layout on MSNBC's page, which looks to me at least like a complete mess. I don't know what's going on. And then you go all the way over here to 
CNN, which I could wow, actually tell what the leak story is. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. You're back to the Pope uh, saying. And we're back to the Pope. There, death right? penalty? No, bad. Let's hit the. I, I'll, I'll just hit this very controversial topic. I am always 100% against violence and death whether it's administered by the state or individuals or corporations or private armies or militias or anything else. We've seen way, way too many documentaries on Netflix and elsewhere exposing how many times there's prosecu prosecutorial bad actors sending innocent people to death or jail for life. We should never kill someone because he could be wrong. Okay, and here's what we got last up here. This is Fox News Channel. The perceived right, the so-called right, so-called conservative. Is that what I'm supposed to believe? Anyway, yes, they are certainly uh, hitting. Look, it's going to be a Trump headline most of the time on Fox News and a pro-Trump headline most of the time on Fox News, just like on CNN and MSNBC. It's going to be a anti-Trump and anti-Trump headline. Chris, it's all, it's amazing to look at these headlines. Every day that I look, I, I read all day, every day. I read news, books, everything I get my hands on. And I read the New York Times, and then I'll switch over to the New York Post. That gets me to, it gets me perceived left and perceived right. And then uh, I, I'll go over to the Washington Post, and I'll go over to Fox News. And again, I'll just try to see how the propaganda from the Democrat liberal media is framing stuff and how the propaganda from the conservative right Republican side of media is framing things. And you just you highlighted it right there. And when I worked in TV news, we would subscribe to Reuters and AP news wires. And I always thought, though, the most concise, quick read where I could get my arms around it was probably the Associated Press. And now I'm I just put Reuters and AP apps on my phone. So uh, as the weeks go on, though, it's going to be interesting to see how they frame things. And these are, for people that don't know, your local TV station or any TV network is going to subscribe to those. And they're basically rewriting that content. So a lot of times they're the originators of the content. So it's interesting analyzing what the Associated Press is dish dishing out. Great point, Chris. And I, I don't read the Associated Press and Reuters daily. Um, I'll hit CNBC, the Wall Street Journal, and just headlines from Yahoo or Google, and those uh, you'll see Reuters and AP. I'll start paying more attention to those two. That'll be interesting. You Let's, know what? Uh, we'll track That's... some of the, we'll see how propagandic they are, too. That's your bathroom reading for the week, then, Cody. All right. So, Facebook, as lots of people know, is heightening those concerns about election interference now saying that it's uncovered sophisticated efforts possibly linked to Russia to manipulate U.S. politics in the upcoming midterm elections. Can we get a break, Cody? Can you? I'll give you a break. And I thank you so much for doing the Snare marks. Uh, parentheses, uh, <laughs> quotations around sophisticated. Because the first point that I can't fathom is how hard is it to tell that these are spam fake accounts that are putting this stuff up there? I get five to 10 friend requests per day on my Facebook account. And I would bet 60 to 80% of them at any given week are fake accounts. And they're clear. I'll, if, I'll click on it if I have any question at all, just to make sure. 
And just this, what was it, last night, there was a friend request, and it was a woman, wasn't all busty, 22-year-old, selfie-looking thing. I wondered, though, if it might be a Wall Street kind of marketing thing. But I clicked on it, and I was wrong. It was actually a fake account from some, I don't even know what nationality it was, but it, they, it was a girl trying to get people to, not even a girl, it was a fake girl's uh, Facebook page trying to get people like me to click on it, like all this stuff. It's so obvious that that is fake. I don't know what's wrong with I, Facebook. And I know, I'm, so I'm like, easy. I'm a middle-aged guy, so I don't even fall for it. I'm like, there's no way I know anybody that attractive and that young. So I just skip right over it. You but, know, it, 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 it's astounding to me that it's they're going to call it sophisticated. This is not sophisticated stuff. And if Facebook's got supposedly tens of thousands of people working on this, how I, I could personally wipe out a thousand fake Facebook accounts a day. Now, get to the fact that these fake accounts are actually propagandizing and trying to get people to be all racially inflamed, trying to get racist tensions inflamed, trying to go. I don't even, you know, like it's anti abolish ICE or it was pro abolish ICE or are we supposed to be abolishing ICE or all of this stuff. But if you look on the people that are putting that fake stuff up. It's clearly not real people. Piper and I are not putting stuff up. Look at my wife gets so much good stuff out of Facebook. There is beautiful stuff on Facebook. My wife will post videos of my daughter Amaris and me and and my buddy Rod that I work with in this office here playing piano and singing and terrible footage. But look how cute that is. And you can see Amaris looking back at Rod and we're singing Buddy Holly every day. She played a note for us there. So, beautiful stuff. And that stuff's on Facebook. You can find beautiful stuff on Facebook. My wife uses Facebook for uh, trisomy support groups. She gets so much out of being uh, part of a community that my daughter there that you just saw, my daughter Amaris, has a genetic disorder called trisomy 13. And my wife is in these groups, and she'll spend so much time interacting, working with these groups, getting them to, oh, getting, getting involved and having support. And here's one blenderized. My daughter has a, a G-tube. She eats through a, ja a gastro tube, and we feed her blenderized food. And my wife learns this stuff, and our lives are better because of some of the stuff that we get out of Facebook. But yes, there's so much evil and so much bad stuff on Facebook. But I put it to you guys. Are you that dumb? Are you that dumb that you can't tell the difference? Here's the thing. The Russian was trying to meddle with the elections by getting people to talk at each other and have debate. Isn't that democracy? Aren't they just like... <laughs> making us do what we already do so well? What, what was the end that's game there? What was the end an game? interesting flip it, Chris, because it is almost like, what's the downside of them stimulating conversation? What, what the downside is, is that that's not real people stimulating the conversation. And again, it's sort of like what you get when you watch cable news media or just even network news, reading the newspapers. Any corporate news outlet is framing the topics in ways that are probably not helpful or real, but they're probably loaded in some slanted, biased take that they're wanting you 
to look at the world through that lens. And that's the same thing. I don't want to look through the world in the lens that Russian propaganda, mafia, KGB, Putin are trying to make me perceive the world as some place that's all about this stuff. I mean, we certainly need to talk about it, um, but not in the way that Russia's framing it. Now on deck, we got a new segment. All right, you guys heard of Star Wars, but maybe not Turkish Star Wars. New segment we got here is Corey Turner, and he's going to tell us why you should watch this So Bad It's Good flick and his amazingly bad movie reviews. This is Corey Turner, and welcome to Corey Turner's Amazingly Bad Movie Reviews. Looking for an early 80s foreign science fiction Star Wars knockoff? Instead of a knockoff, how about one that just stole footage and scenes directly from Star Wars? Then, Danani Kananadron is just the movie for you. Nailed the name! <laughs> Only 14 takes. Now translated, the title is The Man Who Saved the World, or better known as The Turkish Star Wars. This movie may have stolen Star Wars footage of X-Wing fighters, the Millennium Falcon, and the attack on the Death Star, but it sure didn't steal its storylines. This plot follows our two pilot heroes as they fight against an evil wizard and his comical host of minions to save the world. Mummies, skeletons, sasquatches, and robots are no match for our heroes who train heavily for this mission. You can take on Darth Vader with those classy leg weights. If you're ready to bust a couple of ribs laughing, check out this cult classic. A former CNBC and Fox News anchor, hedge fund manager, and the go-to stock market guest for The Tonight Show, Cody Willard and his stock analysis have been published in the Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fortune Magazine, and many other places. Want to follow his secrets to investment success? Go to tradingwithcody.com. There you can get analysis on stocks, cryptos, markets, and the economy. A full list of Cody's positions access to Cody's chat room, trade alerts every time Cody buys or sells, and much more. To find out more, go to tradingwithcody.com. The Cody Willard Show. High-flying tech stocks have been hit for 20 to 30% in the last week or so. What are your thoughts on the markets in general and tech stocks specifically now? So any my trading with Cody subscribers have known that for the last year, several months, certainly since the beginning of this year, I have been increasingly cautious on the stock market. Um, I've been trimming, raising cash, preaching, caution. And just the data points we've collected in the last week really does underscore what I see as a battlefield environment for stocks that has me continuing to want to have, not necessarily favor cash, but to certainly have more cash on the sheets today than I did six months ago or two years ago. On the one hand, Google and Amazon blew, and last night, Apple blowing people's minds, Tesla blowing people's minds with how good their earnings reports were, their guidance was, how, how, how well the companies are actually performing. On the other hand, Twitter, Facebook, blowing people's minds with how bad their quarterly reports and guidance were. On the one hand, you had a GDP growth rate 
Economic growth is 4.1% according to the Republican-Democrat regime data points and how they massaged them and reported them to you. On the other hand, there's a lot of industrial companies out there warning that inflation is really starting to spike in aluminum prices, steel prices. Those tariffs are hitting the infrastructure costs of this world, of this country. On the one hand, you've got the NASDAQ up 10% plus on the year, near all-time highs. On the other hand, the Shanghai De Index, China's stock market, down more than 15% and down 40% from its all-time highs from 2015. On the one hand, the great trade war of the 21st century is escalating. On the other hand, the global economy is creating millions of new middle-class consumers and workers and the tech revolutions like the app revolution, the smartphone revolution, robotics revolution, driverless revolution, they are creating hidden productivity and consumption factors. Access to capital in this world has never been better because we can move I's and ones and O's all around the world and call it money. That's what I think. It's a battlefield out there, guys. So. Look, it's not like the bubble-blowing bull market is probably over. It's not like you should sell everything and freak out and go to cash. But I, I, don't, I can't find many stocks I want to buy at this particular moment. There are some, but not many. You will see on the left side of your screen, we have a brand new segment here on the Cody Willard Show. So let's get out the rye bread mustard, Grandma. It's time for Ross the Boss. Hey, everybody. I'm Ross the Boss, and I want to talk sports with you, cowboy. Thank you for having me. Um, the big story right now in sports, which we can't get away from, is Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer was the coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. He no longer is. They put him on administration leave um, because of all the allegations going on with his assistant coach that beat his wife up. And his wife, the wife of the coach, his name is Zach Smith, and his wife's name is Courtney Smith. And long story short, she sent pictures of the abuse to coach urban three years ago um supposedly nothing happened urban kind of like just didn't do anything about it all of a sudden these allegations are coming out now again and the same coach was arrested in 2009 for domestic abuse and nothing happened um so he fired this coach last week and now all of a sudden it's coming out that urban knew about what was going on the whole time and Ross, you know the schools the school's not happy about it so because you know it's again it's it's it goes beyond football we're talking Ross, about human lives here yes and, and that's exactly it I, I just sort of glanced at some of those reports this morning and it looked like the urban had players on his team who were stalking and or raping and or burglarizing and committing crimes and they, he'd suspend them for like two games or something and none of this was being reported i i it's I, is this as endemic as I think it is? I I I'm so cynical about college sports and these millionaire coaches not paying their players and 18 year old workers not being paid for what they're actually doing. The yeah. whole thing's corrupt. I can't imagine that any major Division One football program is any better than what we just found out. Yeah, but the whole, whole thing is, is we're talking about this woman who had no place to go. I'm talking about the assistant coach wife's. She had pictures she sent to. Urban's wife, nothing happened. She's on. She's alone on an island. Everybody protects the coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. 
I mean, I feel bad for her. I mean, again, they're still investigating. I don't want to say all this stuff is true. Um, where there's smoke, there's fire, as we know that, Cody. And, but you know, Ross, I, what do you I, think I, across, is this the tip of the iceberg? Are we going to find out that dozens, if not most major Division One football programs are, are, are guilty of these same kind of things? I know when I well, played I, Division One uh, basketball at the Lobos, <laughs> I, I we had players who were caught burglarizing and and committing crimes and they were suspended maybe for the they couldn't start the next game or something. Well, I mean, you know, I remember, remember, the, remember do you remember the FBI probe they had last year with the University of Arizona, University of Kentucky, University of Louisville? They were doing this big FBI sting and we heard about it. They had video, they had tapes of people exchanging money. Then it kind of disappeared. Nothing happened. The NCA stepped away. No one did anything. I still haven't heard about it. There's nobody's fired. Nobody's suspended. No one's, everybody's going to the tournament. No one cares. So I think it's just, I think they just, they, they want ratings. They want money. It's all about money, Cody. It's not about always, always, anything else. It's money. And always and, follow the money. The corruption. And talk about money. If, if there's money, in, if it's other people's money, and these Division One programs, Alabama, Ohio State, they are funded with tax dollars. You either need to separate that from those teams or you need to make them completely private. And by the way, the same thing with the professional sports teams getting their free stadiums. Why are public? Well, let's talk about pro football. Let's talk about pro football. Pro football starts tonight. Tonight's the first game, NBC Hall of Fame game, Bears versus the Ravens. It's, it's, it's going to be in Canton, Ohio. Uh, you'll probably see your favorite player maybe play one series, um, and that's it. There'll be a bunch of third and fourth string players playing. Um, again, I'm an expert gambler. I give picks. I don't gamble myself, but I, I go on these huge winning streaks. I did it last, win tonight? last basketball season. I, I looked at both rosters. I looked at the third and fourth strings, and I like the Bears team better. So I'm taking the Bears tonight plus the two and a half points. We'll see what happens. But again, Bears plus um, two and a half. Yeah, and and, and you're talking Mike, about gambling. Piper, make note. We caught a call our local book. And, and talk about gambling. The odds came out for the Super Bowl. The the New England Patriots are six to one to win it. They're the favorites. The Rams are ten to one. The team I like are the New Orleans Saints. I love their running game. I love their quarterback. I love their defense. They're That's eighteen to call. one. So go to Vegas, Piper, and make that bet. Um, I'm excited about football season. It's one of my What's favorite the, sports. What, to are, what are the odds on the Saints? Do you know? Eighteen to one. 18 to 1. I didn't hear if you said that part. So that that's 18 I mean, to, one. to so 1. So they're not exactly long shots. What's the, the I, I guess that, that puts them right in the middle of the pack, I guess, because there's 30 teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's know. like there's other teams that are 101, you know, there's the teams that are 101, but you know, the the Rams are up there, you know, they they also like the Eagles to repeat. The Eagles are 10 to 1, but Again, the team I like, if you're going to Vegas the next month and you've and you got to make a bet who wins the Super Bowl, I think the best odds and the best team to bet are the Saints. Um, and what's a sports segment without talking about LeBron James, right, Cody? We have to talk about LeBron. Every, every time I do a sports show, I do LeBron. So my favorite story about LeBron this week, he started a school in, in Akron, Ohio, called I Promise School. And basically what it is, is he pays for everything. He pays for the kid's bike to ride to school. He pays for the helmet. He pays for the uniform. He pays for the lunch and breakfast. He, he, he even gives the kids groceries for the families if they can't afford it. He even finds a job for the parents if they're not working. And if the kid graduates from the school, Cody, he pays four years education at the University of Akron to, so the kid can go to college. Everything is paid for in this school. I, I never heard of somebody doing this in my life. This Plus. is... 
I, I, I love totally respect for LeBron James. I never I was the big idea. fan of his. You love but, the idea, yeah. What? Who was the uh, point guard for the Phoenix Suns, who then became the Sacramento Mayor? He was on my Kevin show. Kevin Johnson, University of California. So, Mr. Johnson, what's the first name again? Kevin Johnson. Kevin. Yeah, I, he used to wear Air Jordans. I had to post a, a picture cut out from a Sports Illustrated his rookie season wearing Air Jordans. He had a great vertical jump. Point being, he also, he and his wife pretend that they're doing all this stuff for public schools, for private schools, public and the charter schools. Meanwhile, all it is in their case has been scamming the taxpayer and taking money out of public schools and putting it into their charters so that they can pay themselves and the cronies hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Is there, do you know, any public funding, taxpayer dollars going in to help ta uh, LeBron do this? You know, they, they show the school, it's, it's, the school is elaborate. I mean, it looks like the 16th chapel. I mean, it's a beautiful school. I saw that. has all the luxury. Yeah, I mean, it's Marble unbelievable. I don't, I, I don't know the public funding on it. I, I can't speak for LeBron. I can't speak for the state of Ohio. But all I know is he's doing something that's really never been done with. with I mean, I love the whole program. I love how he's basically just taking his money and making, it, and making kids' I, dreams come true. I, I mean, this is bringing it back to the community. You know what I mean? This is I something. I truly hope it's mostly he's in LA his money. Now. He's, in my, but he's in my area. I, I truly hope it's mostly his money. But I will say, if they are using, if the, the people, the Republican Democrat regime people in, in office in Cleveland and in Ohio are choosing to right. use taxpayer dollars to help those kids at that school, that's something I'm okay with, at least in concept. I just don't want anyone making millions of dollars in the name of charter schools off of taxpayer money. That's not actual privatization. I'll have my team investigate that. I have a staff here that will do that, and I'll have the answer for you next week. Um, really quick, uh, Carmelo Anthony, he was traded to the Atlanta Hawks a week ago. Um, they waived him yesterday. He got paid, listen to this, five days' work on the Atlanta Hawks. You know, He was working hard for five days during the offseason. They had to pay him out $25 million so he can be a free agent. So he, he was in Atlanta Hawk for five days, made $25 million. Anthony Davis, Quine Leonard, um, a, a bunch of major stars are not even make that next season. You know, this guy made $25 million in five days for the Hawks, this, which plus, is unbelievable. $5 million in five days? That's basically no, 25, $25 million. $25 million. $5 million a day for five days. It's almost exactly what I guarantee you can get by subscribing at tradingwithcody.com. Go to tradingwithcody.com. You can make $5 million per day for five days straight. And I'm kidding. You cannot. There is no easy money unless your name is Carmelo Anthony. And, and talking about money, Woods, Tiger Woods is going to play Phil Mickelson in a one-on-one -on -one competition in Las Vegas, either November 23rd or 24th. Winner take $10 million. The winner gets $10 million. That's brilliant. $10 million. Cage I don't think, battle. I, I don't think pay per view. I, I don't know where it's going to be. I don't know who gets the TV. Pay -per -view. I'll bet you right now, Ross. They're going to make that's a pay per view. That's and I, and I love that. Idea to watch that. As, that my, uh, Ross, who's going to win? Yeah, who I'd say Vegas, Vegas has Tiger winning. I went to Arizona State. Phil Mickelson went to Arizona State. He's left handed. I'm left handed. Ross the boss will take Phil Mickelson. You heard it first. That 
That's the worst reason ever. That's like buying a stock because its stock ticker is ROSS. Oh, wait, by the way, if you bought ROSS, the stock, Ross Stores, it would be up 10, wait, 1,000% in the last thank 10 you. years. Thank you, That's, thank you. Just buy, just listen to Ross and buy things. Ross the boss, you wrong. can't go wrong. Ross I'm never boss. wrong. I'm always right. Thank you. I love you. It's so good to see you. Ross is a partner, friend of mine for many years, former Tonight Show all-star producer, Chris. Okay. All right. So we got questions. We got Cody's mailbag coming up here. And uh, the first question we got, Cody, is why am I reading articles regarding the impending death of the FANG for high-performing technology stocks when Apple, Google, and Amazon posted excellent numbers, but Facebook fumbled the ball? Seems okay to me. Let's not whistle past any graveyards. Actually, I'm never actually sure. I told my Trillion Cody subscribers yesterday when I wrote that about this question. Uh, I don't know when that analogy ever works. I think it applies here. And the point is, don't be complacent. I agree that, look, you shouldn't, it's not like the whole bubble blowing bull market has, has had its ring, its bell rung, its ring belled. It's not like the whole bubble blowing bull market has had its bell rung. Thanks, Piper. It's not like all of a sudden there's the top ding, 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 let's sell everything. Or, and those articles aren't necessarily saying that. But we also need to be aware that valuations in the market are through the roof in the last five years. So many middling, not revolutionary, just decent technology or consumer goods or defense companies stocks are up 300 or 500 percent they've doubled or tripled at least so many companies trading at five to a hundred billion dollar market caps are trading at like 10 times or 12 times sales revenues not earnings buying a company at 10 or 12 times earnings you can argue is cheap depending on its growth rate Buying a company at 10 or 12 times sales, it's tough to argue that that is a cheap stock. Apple, by the way, trading at like four times sales. So um, I just, I wanna be aware that stocks can turn and go down and start pricing in bad times. They can start having their valuations clip the stock multiples can come down even if earnings continue to grow. A bubble blowing bull market isn't guaranteed even if the fundamentals and earnings of these companies continue to grow very quickly like they have been for the last five years. So I've owned Facebook since 20. I've owned Apple since it was at a dollar, March 2003. I've owned Google since the day it came public at, at 45. But, and I still hold them, but I've trimmed some of all of them. And I own Amazon, I, I, but I've trimmed it. I think you might just not want to be as aggressive right now as you have been. And I don't want to be complacent. I don't want to just whistle past any graveyards and think that stocks always go up just because earnings and fundamentals are good. All right, Cody, the next one we got here, they're asking if you have any interest in a hardware producer for 5G, someone along the lines of Nokia or Ericsson, 
And they go on to say, I doubt you have lots of love for Huawei, but the other two, after missteps, are down a bunch. Verizon will benefit domestically and producers, hopefully, globally. All right, so that question is addressing something I've talked about over the last couple of shows, and my Train with Cody subscribers, excuse me, know well. I'm invested in Verizon, and it's mostly because I think they are the best way to invest in 5G in the United States. They have more cash, more access to capital, and better infrastructure, and are more focused on building 5G than any of their competitors, T-Mobile, Sprint, or uh, AT&T. The question is about, can you buy the suppliers, the companies who are selling that equipment to Verizon? Like the companies really these days, like everything else, have been consolidated down to just two or three competitors because the Republican Democrat regime doesn't enforce antitrust law. But the two competitors in this case are Ericsson and Nokia. Um, there is Yahweh and a couple other Chinese or Asian companies that are in there selling 5G equipment. There's lots of smaller players out there that sell into 5G in some fashion. But I don't like Verizon and Nokia. They still have so much legacy business and so much legacy uh, debt. They have so, their, their balance sheets are terrible. I don't even know if they'll actually have the profit margins on 5G or the size of orders, the average selling price for each of the orders of the equipment that they sell for 5G versus what they did for LTE and 4G and wireless in the past here. So I stick with Verizon as a 5G play and I avoid Ericsson and Lucent. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, Cody. Well, all the questions have been answered. Ross the Boss has spoke. Thank you all for watching. Peace and love. A former CNBC and Fox News anchor, hedge fund manager, and the go-to stock market guest for The Tonight Show, Cody Willard and his stock analysis have been published in the Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fortune Magazine, and many other places. Want to follow his secrets to investment success? Go to tradingwithcody.com. There you can get analysis on stocks, cryptos, markets, and the economy. A full list of Cody's positions. Access to Cody's chat room. Trade alerts every time Cody buys or sells. And much more. To find out more, go to tradingwithcody.com.